Lots going on today. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so much. Cool to kind of talk to your mom for a second because I read it on Wikipedia and I was going to bring it up, but this is a hometown show for you. Yeah, I didn't even talk to my mom. That's awesome. Born in Irvine. Born in Irvine. It's crazy. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people think I was born in Boston, but yeah, born in Irvine, moved to Boston. I was like two years old, grew up there, then came back out here. So it's craziness. Your mom told me this story. Maybe you've heard it a bunch of times, but she said she was literally eight months pregnant, went to Disneyland and went on all the rides at Disneyland <laughs> and then was like, this. okay, I need to get to the hospital now. This, ba this baby is coming now. She did tell me this. She's like, you're almost born in Disneyland. You're so close. <laughs> So I think you need like a Disney uh, cover tune at some point or something maybe. Well, you know what's funny is that uh, the very first music I grew up singing along to was Disney movies and maybe that's why. Yeah, it's you know? born in you. And a birthday recently, too, belated. Happy oh, birthday. Thank you. Do you get to celebrate birthday being on the road in this craziness? Actually, yes. Well, the way I described it is this whole tour has been a birthday present because it's been so amazing, you know, like this is the dream that I'm living in right now. Uh, but on my actual birthday, we actually went to Dallas and we watched a Slipknot, uh, Gojira, Bull Beach show. The Not Fast Road show. It was awesome. Yeah. It's, you know, it's cool because when you're on tour performing, it's cool to actually be on the other side for a day and be a fan and just listen to music and go to a show and you really uh, connect to the people around you. You kind of remember like, oh yeah, this is what it's like. This is what it's like to be on the other side. Exactly, yeah, it was awesome. And how's this tour been going? 11 weeks long tour, imagine. I was gonna ask you this. I was trying to think about it from your perspective. When you get home, other than the sleeping for a week and doing laundry and catching up with family and friends, what's the one thing you're gonna do for you? Is it whether it's going to your favorite coffee spot or going shopping or, or that, that carrot at the end of the stick dangling for you? I was talking to Pete from Chevelle and he's like, I'm gonna go crack, oh, I have this craft beer. They made their own craft beer. Oh, no way. And he's like, I got that cold one waiting for me. As soon as I get home, I'm cracking that. So I was curious for you what that would be. I mean, you pretty much nailed it, laundry, hang out but that's that's yeah, common yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. but what's the um, one thing that's gonna that, that what's funny you mentioned that because my number one thing was going to hang out with my dog because i'm obsessed with my dog and my family actually surprised me today by bringing him out to the show and uh, my whole family is here my sister my brothers my mom um my two best friends are here so it's crazy because i was gonna say when i came back i want to hang out with my dog my best friends i just want to go out you know um i'm also really excited to get back in the studio yeah, I was going to ask the you about that. I am, I don't like being free. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like being busy. I like having things to do. So as soon as we get back, I'm back in that studio for sure. So already thinking of uh, album number two then. Absolutely. And I, I, my eyes didn't deceive me. I saw Mr. Howard Benson over there you earlier. Sure did. Does that mean we're working with him on album two? Or is that just a hello from album number one kind of deal? Uh, he came to hang out. Uh, we're still like very much in the beginning writing phase. Like, okay. I, I don't know who's producing it yet, but... Uh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming, coming. In, it's coming in hot. It's coming in hot. Absolutely. <laughs> Do we have any sort of uh, direction for the uh, album coming up here? So uh, something that I wanted to take into account this time is because I wrote the first album at 19 years old and I didn't have the live band that I have now. I wasn't touring, so it's different, you know. So this time around, because I've been on tour and I've played so many shows with my band, I want to bring that live energy into the record this time. Include your band on the album? Yeah, absolutely. Have them play on it because I think um, that's what makes it so incredible because people come to the live show and they're like, whoa, like I loved your album, but hearing it live was incredible. Yeah. Like, I want to bring that energy to the second album. 
it was also great to uh, speaking of the live show and getting to catch your set and, and then to hear you do hear me now in both parts even though Tommy pop, pops out from being backstage it's like we were hey bro so why don't you jump close. on stage we were so close he was stuck in traffic I, uh, I earlier today I was like hey I heard you coming to the show you want to come sing hear me now with us you're more than welcome to he's like absolutely he came after hear me now he, which sucks uh, thinking back we should have probably put in like the last song on the set. Right. He came like the two songs before the set ended. But uh, uh yeah, no, that song's awesome. Every time we're in the same place together at the same time, we always sing that song together. And you guys got to do that last year here with them with the Bad Wolves Five yeah. Finger Breaking Benjamin tour. Yeah. Actually this exact room, green room we're in right now was a green room that battles was it. Ah, yeah. nice. It's awesome. We're playing so many same venues from last summer. Doing it all over again and then so working on a new album, is that gonna be twenty twenty for sure, right? If we're just writing I would say so, yeah. Got got yeah. some ways to go on that. You know, speaking of Howard Benson who was here earlier and I saw in your credits, of course, the Bad Wolves tune, but I didn't realize that was you on the All That Remains yeah. cover of the Thunder Rolls and I remember talking to Phil when that album came out going, Wow, who was that female singing in the background? I never put two and two together but talk to me about that experience so that actually just kind of came out of me and uh all that remains making albums at the same time That's so it was just timing just exactly you yeah. were in the studio like, then. i was doing both of our albums at the same time we're in the same studio i saw phil like almost every other day in the studio he'd be like hanging out like hey what's up man what's up and howard asked me like would you be cool with singing backup vocals on the all that remains album i said absolutely let's go and uh, I did that for Escape the Fate as well, and In Flames. But so the whole time I was doing my album with Howard, I was doing background vocals for the other bands. Ah. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's cool. That's smart, you know, utility player, get a little bit of everybody. Yeah. And get the, get the word out there and spread the word. Album number two coming. Looking forward to that. Any other touring, or is this kind of it for the year? Uh, this looks like it's it for the year. Uh, maybe some headlining shows in December. Looking into that. Okay. But um, the goal is to really just crush the second album and <laughs> tour on that for as long as possible. Um, my biggest dream is to go overseas, go to UK, Europe. Did you get to do that? That's gonna be next year. I would love to. Yeah, I haven't been yet. The only places I've toured so far have been US and Canada. Okay. And then last one for you. We're talking about being a, a fan. We're all fans of music, ultimately. Little game I like to play with everyone. Okay. It's just kind of talking music fandom. Um, a couple years ago, they, they considered the big four of thrash metal, and that was like Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, and Anthrax, and that was the big four. Oh, no Pantera? No Pantera. That was 80s thrash metal. Okay. But it got me thinking as far as like classifying names, and they did a couple short shows together, those four bands. Not that this could be a tour that could happen, but thinking about evolving that from four bands to five bands going from the 80s to 90s, and I call it the Flannel Five. Flannel Five. <laughs> so I wanna know your favorite out of the Flannel Five. Not that this is a tour that could happen, just your favorite out of Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. You have to pick one, your pick favorite one. out of them, and why? to say Nirvana I, have to, I really do like tell me why because when I was a teenager that was probably one of the first rock bands that I was listening to and made never me mind fall in love with rock exactly that entire album like if I could see them live today I would die I would die that would be an amazing tour was that really the, the album that sparked your musical career were you already singing or choir or um, anything like that it was that? one of them like I remember when I was 
think I was like 15, 16 years old, I did a cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit just because I love that song so much. Nice. Because um, I fell in love with the 80s, like hair metal mm-hmm. glam music, but then um, Nirvana to me still had that same kind of energy, so that's why I liked it so much. You know, it's funny you mentioned the 80s thing because I, I did see that, especially with that hat you were rocking and the show and the leather and everything. But talk talk to me about your your uh, 80s Mount Rushmore, if you could. Oh, yeah. So when I was 14, I did a School of Rock summer camp. It's a real thing in L.A. Right. It's called School of Rock, and a bunch of preteens, teenagers go to the summer camp to, you know, sing, play guitar, play bass, whatever, and just learn rock music. Mm-hmm. And this was the first time I ever heard rock music because I didn't know. Like, my parents didn't really listen to that. They were like into Madonna and like pop music. Yeah, I grew up on pop music, so I grew up on like Kiss FM. Exactly. Like I liked Kelly Clarkson and Pink and Avril Lavigne. Like they still had a bit of edge to them, but they right. weren't, you know, rock. And so I did the summer camp, and I discovered like classic rock artists like Led Zeppelin and uh, Black Sabbath and the Rolling Stones. And that's when I realized like, whoa, women were doing this too at the same time. And so that's how I learned about Joan Jett and Pat Benatar and Steve Nicks and Debbie Harry and Hart. And I've been hooked ever since. That's what I love about you. It's like, I feel like so many of the women we hear about in, in rock or metal is it's a metal, you know, oh, look, she can scream and sing. Yeah. But you're just doing straight up rock and roll. Like, I, I feel like that that's been a void for a long time is whatever happened to like pop rock. Yeah, exactly. Why does it have to be either country or metal? Or like, why can't it just be yeah. a little bit of guitars and, and a hooky chorus? Like, what's wrong with that? I love the palsiness and the energy of rock music, but I love the melodies of pop music. So that's yeah. why I intertwine the two together. I love that about you, keeping that, that rock and roll spirit alive. We we need that in this day and age. Yeah. We need that pendulum to kind of swing back to the rock. It's been I think it is. I really do. I think everything comes back. I think so. I hope with Slipknot getting a number one album and Tool, and Tool now, yeah. you know, I kind of feel like it's that exciting, that man. pendulum has got to swing back mm-hmm. for and us. Like Ed Sheeran and Post Malone, all these like top forty artists collabing with rock artists. It's exciting, man. Last one. Speaking of eighties, did you see the Dirt and your thoughts? I did. I did. Your... Oh man, um, I love the movie. First of all, it was intense. Like I cried. <laughs> I laughed. Um, I. Sh- What's it called? I shuddered. Like some, there's some dark scenes in that movie, but I loved how honest it was. Yeah, you think there'll ever be another Motley Crew? <laughs> um, it's funny. I feel like the Motley Crews of today, right now, are the rap artists. Yeah. I feel like those guys are living the Motley Crew life right now. I don't live that life per se. <laughs> um, I live the musical side of it, but I don't partake in the other stuff. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that. Well, thank you so much for the time. Just- Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now just hit the subscribe button. That way you get it sent to you directly. And follow me on social media at MikeZ967. Don't miss the radio show, bro. Wired in the Empire happens every Saturday night at midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks online at KCALFM.com. Adios.